to a special episode of Friends of Film, a podcast because it's been news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we are going to preview Justice League. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by my very excited co-host, Josh Straley. Yeah! Y- yeah? No, maybe not. Justice League! It's a preview! Right! We're excited. Maybe. Let's get excited about it. Yes, let's... See why people should be excited or should not be excited? Yeah. That sounds like what a preview episode should do. Yeah. You know, we're just here to talk about why we are either looking forward to this movie this weekend Mm -hmm. or not. Uh, And, you know, before we get into our thoughts specifically, uh, ironically enough, this is the second straight DC movie that we are doing a preview of where there's no reviews out for. That's right. Uh, so we are we are completely fresh. We don't know what the rotten the rotten tomato score is going to be mm-hmm. that everybody freaks out about. Uh, we do have social media reactions online that tend to seem mixed. Um, they're 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 leaning more towards the positive side uh, early on, but I know that it's starting to screen even more now, and the reactions out of those like the first initial screening there was like one negative, you know, reaction, and yeah. now there's there's a couple more creeping in there, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, the social media or the actual review embargo lifts tonight as of this recording, so when you guys, it'll probably go up the same night on you know November 14th, and in a couple hours after that, or by the next morning, the reviews are going to be up, so we will get to see kind of where this movie's going to hit, potentially, yeah. uh, even though there's not going to be a Rotten Tomatoes score, because Rotten Tomatoes has launched a new show. Where they they have a score unveiling show now? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a thing. Okay, it's super unnecessary, but that is a thing that Rotten Tomatoes is now doing. Um, so well, that'll be unveiled hmm. Thursday at midnight. So after all of the diehards have already you know seen it opening night, maybe even a couple of times, then they can yeah go home and be like <laughs> either be like yeah people loved it as much as me or. Oh no! People hated it. That's right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, who knows well, how that's going to shake out? Here is my stock reaction to the reviews being lifted. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Okay. There you go. You can plug that in anytime a review is <laughs> unveiled. Those are Josh Straley's thoughts on it. But you know, before we get into our expectations for it, uh, I think one way people can you can gauge somebody's excitement for a movie, okay, or at least general interest is when they're going to see the movie and how Mm. obviously we record on Saturdays. So we are seeing it opening weekend. Yes. Uh, that is, that is, uh, that is always going to be the case. Um, but you know, is this something that you're rushing out opening night, six o'clock or you're like, "Eh, I'll wait till like, you know, Friday go in the afternoon, maybe less, maybe a smaller crowd. Well, by nature, I see my movies Thursday night just in general because it mm-hmm. fits. Yeah. So ever since uh, this summer, I don't think I've put a movie off till Friday. Okay. So I'm going to see it Thursday night. Yeah. But I am going to meander into the earliest <laughs> showing um, on a 2D screen at the theater next or closest to my house. Right. And take a look at it. And if it's worthy, then maybe I'll bump up because – and then if the, the word of mouth like – is like, hey, see this in IMAX, and then if my eyes were like, hey, you should see that in IMAX, I think that's what I'll do. Okay. So I'm go- if Justice League is not a movie that I am popcorn, IMAX, large soda, Twizzlers, you know, opening night, ready for. Right. It's Even more though like, that, it kind of should be that kind of a movie. It, I think they're wanting it to be, yeah. but that's where I'm at. Okay. Are you seeing it with like a big group? I'm just, just, just going to slide in. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, if you uh, want to wait a couple more hours, you can come see it in IMAX opening night with me and my pal Andy. Uh, I'm honestly kind of surprised here in Fort Wayne that I went to get tickets, I think, Sunday night. There was already mm-hmm. a decent amount of tickets sold. Oh, um, wow. And it's reserved seating now. So I was like, yeah. oh, maybe that's a factor. Maybe it's just the overall interest in Justice League. Um, so... At least in my theater, I'm happy to know that it's going to be a semi-packed theater because those are, for me, the best way to enjoy blockbusters because you get the you get the big fan experience, and then if you're excited, other people are excited too, and that just that kind of adds to everything. Which 
hopefully yeah. for Justice League is going to be adding <laughs> to a lot of good things. Um, you know, I think we're kind of dancing around all the expectations. So, Josh, what are you expecting from Justice League? Uh, I think it'll be good. Okay. But I don't think it'll be great. I don't think I'm going to see it more than once or twice. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, listen, Josh Whedon has been a part of this movie as well as Zack Snyder. And I can kind of see both of those languages in those trailers. Um, so I'm expecting it to be, cause this is Warner brothers big push. Yes. They're aimed to get it right. So you brought the, the, the kingmaker of <laughs> early superhero movies yeah. in to, you know, deliver a, a hit. I don't think it'll be a hit, but I think it'll be something where we go, oh, yeah, that was actually really good. I wouldn't mind checking that out again to have fun with. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie's only an hour and 50 minutes. Hour 59. Yeah. So that's going to whiz by because we've been trained to, you know, watch two and a half hour movies. And in the case of Blade Runner, almost three hours. Right. So that's like the last big blockbuster outside of like Thor. Mm-hmm. But Thor was short, too. Uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, it was longer than you anticipated. It was like. 215 or something well, that's right felt whizzes by yeah, though yeah it does but so this will like blow by even faster then and is that a good thing i don't know as long i mean i'm thinking of batman versus superman yeah that was a slog of a movie <laughs> yeah i mean it was there wasn't the, the set pieces weren't really even set pieces they're just like a little bit of action here a little bit of action there wait for the big fight wait for the big fight big fight's not that big wait for the bigger fight okay yeah so I don't know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm expecting some great action, a lot more quips because that's what the trailers have definitely emphasized this time around. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping Jason Momoa finally gets to show off acting chops that I've been like actually waiting to see from him. Because right. <laughs> you know him playing Cal Drogo was like it was like very one note. So I don't know. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, what about you? For me, I think from the get go. Well, not the get go. After. Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. We've been sold on Justice League is going to be a lighter movie. It's gonna it's gonna be the movie everybody's been waiting for. It's gonna show Superman the way everybody's wanted him. It's gonna show the team all together like everybody's dreamed of. And I think for me that's kind of the thing I'm most looking forward to and most uh, anticipating and expecting this movie to deliver on is the characters. Uh, even though a lot of personally, I don't a lot of the uh, early reactions have not. Um, been ones that i'm like wow now i'm even more excited if anything they've dampered my excitement a little bit because there's like like the one i always love is there's one that's like this movie's okay and you're like is that the bar we want to hold these to like come on like these movies should like should be held to a higher standard and it's like you know people are viewing this in either one of two ways and it's either being a step oh this is a step back from wonder woman or it's an improvement on BVS, but mm. for a lot of people, that's not saying a lot. Yeah, those are interesting takes. So it's, you know, I think it's going to land probably in somewhere in that area, but it seems like the consensus is these characters are the foundation and they're the rock and not literally. Sure. You know, nobody can replace Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I hear you. Um, <laughs> but I think that this is going to be a movie that you're going to walk out and it could be a mess, and, but you're like, but man... I like these characters and I want to see more of them. And like, that's kind of how I felt with BVS. I walked out and I was like, whew, okay. That movie had a lot of problems, but it also had a lot of good parts. And Ben Affleck was a great Batman. Mm -hmm. I loved Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill. He does what he can do. He's not given a lot with this role so far. And, but he still, he still, he still gives it his all every single time. And, you know, to see to see them all together, like after all this time, I think is the big selling point for me. Just because I believe I'm going to like each of these characters individually, but I also think I'm going to like them a lot together. Um, but I mean, that's also a huge blockbuster, so I'm expecting you know that those big action set pieces. Yeah, it looks like to me there's two key ones. It mm-hmm. Looks like there's one in the initial battle with Steppenwolf in like the sewers or that tunnel sequence. And then there's another one with red skies everywhere. And I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, so how that all comes together, I, I, I have no idea. 
other than that, I'm expecting a lot of universe building um, because they are forming the Justice League. We have to introduce Aquaman, That's Flash, right. Cyborg, all of Atlantis, you know, what the mother boxes are. And I think part of that is going to reflect in a story that is uh, not great and a villain that is even less so. Just because I don't think Steppenwolf looked great in the trailers um, from a character perspective, but also visually. I don't love his design and, like, I don't know, something about his face is just off. I don't like it. Have we seen his face yet? Yeah, and, like, TV spots. No, I've missed those. But Siren Hines has a good voice, so maybe that can help it out a little bit. I don't really know. Um, All I, yeah, I mean, just... I just hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we, I think we all want it to be right. Good. But I mean, my ex, my expectations, it's going to be a messy movie that has good characters, and that it's going to come down to, well, how much can I overlook the flaws, like I ha- did with like you know a Suicide Squad or Bound of Superman, because I still enjoyed myself, and if yeah. the enjoyment factor cannot weigh the problems. Then it could be more like okay, you know, I I could I, I would go see that again this weekend, and if that's the case, or if I could be like, hey, you know, I could go take my dad and be like, yeah, let's go see Justice League, mm-hmm. because he, even for him, as somebody who's not a huge comic book person, when we saw Wonder Woman together, that trailer played the one from Comic Con, I believe, yeah, and he's like, well, that, that movie looks pretty good. I'm like. <laughs> I sure hope so. All right. Uh, yeah. So I think that's the other big thing. If they can pull in those general audiences, it's obviously going to help. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for me, I just, I'm expecting not a lot. Yeah. But uh, hoping for the best. <laughs> and I do have a hope that theme is kind of relegated to the sidelines here. Okay. Because we do have Zack Snyder is heavy on theme and I think all of his movies probably minus three hundred. Right. I don't know if there's really anything a lot to be like you know drilled <laughs> down into there, other than like just intense visuals. But Watchmen very much thematic. Man of Steel very much thematic. Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. super thematic. Probably yeah. more so than anything else that anyone mm-hmm. else has ever done, and that's why it kind of turned a lot of people right. off. I think so. Perhaps the missing. 45, 30 minutes from a traditional Snyder movie is cutting out a lot of that. And just, yeah. you know, letting Batman be on screen with The Flash, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Possibly. But that does lead me to a concern I have um, with it. With There's reports out there that WB CEO Kevin Suchihara demanded a runtime that was less than two hours. When this demand was take, it was put in place, I don't know. That has not been reported and the worry for me is that there was reports long ago that, you know, the first cut of this movie, Zack Snyder's cut, was two hours and 50 minutes. <clears throat> and if that's the I mean, we know his BVS cut was three hours, and they cut it down to 2.30. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, okay, well, we didn't get to play that movie in theaters enough because it was too long. If we can string down to two hours, then we can get more viewings in a single day and get more money. That sounds great. But I want to know when this mandate was put in place. Because if this was something that they talked with Zack Snyder with when they started shooting Justice League or even in the development process, then it goes, okay, he knew it. Everybody knew that they were going for a two-hour movie yeah. and they don't need to do anything crazy. But if Zack Snyder and even Joss Whedon to a certain extent developed this as a 245 blockbuster filled with all this stuff about Apocalypse and Steppenwolf and the Mother Boxes and the resurrection of Superman and the formation of the League and each of these individual characters and their backstories only for them in the cutting room floor to be like, all right, you guys got to cut all this crap out because it has to be under two hours. And then it's like, uh, what? And that's where I'm worried about with the reports of having a a messy story, being a little choppy and that it's just you know, skates over a lot of important details. Perhaps maybe Whedon had that in mind when he did his reshoots? Possibly. Because I feel like getting a command like that in post Mm -hmm. after reshoots coming down to the wire would be a huge deal. Yeah. So perhaps maybe a lot of, you know, compacting went on. Maybe. Instead of... Drawn out, maybe the drawn out dialogue or multiple scene uh, exposition that mm-hmm. Snyder likes to get at. Well, I mean, we 
we don't know, I guess, technically yet, but the reports are that he that we didn't reshot 15 to 20% of the movie. Mm-hmm. I came from um, Justice League's producer, Charles Rovin, so I tend to believe him and that report. But then there's also been reports that, you know, what those reshoots were were more just character moments, interactions with the League members, and not, you know, re- you know not changing the ending or anything crazy like that. So that's the other thing I'm interested in seeing is how they balance the two different visions tones and styles of Zack snyder a very uh you know action oriented stylized director versus joss whedon a very character dialogue heavy and focused director i want to see how those mesh well together or or hopefully mesh well together or you know if they don't well remains to be seen i hope so because then that only bodes well for whedon's batgirl project that he's got in the pipeline and things like that so uh other than our overall expectations, what are you expecting from this story? Well, we talked about the two-hour time limit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking blazing fast, like warp drive into hyperspace. Like, I don't know what's going on, but all of a sudden there's a bad guy and we need to fight him type of a story. Right. Um, quick introductions uh, and we go. Obviously, Stefan Bolt's got to show up on the planet. Uh, he knows because of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I guess. And he, I mean, I really do expect him to show up and then Batman be like, we got to fight this dude. And then they get Who? together. Lex or Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf. Okay. And then Batman's like, let's fight this dude. And then Wonder Woman's like, all right, let's kick butt. And then Flash's like, me too. And then Cyborg <laughs> shows up and he's like, check it out. I'm awesome, and like, and he's clearly the most one of the more powerful people there. So obviously, he he's, be. I, I no, dude, I I'm so stoked for Ray Fisher, um, but, and then Superman comes in and saves the day, or something like that. Okay, are you feeling that? You're not. Uh, Am I being too flashy? A Do you think it's bit. more detailed? I think it's more I think intricate. It'll be a, I think it'll be a little more detailed, but still at that fast pace. At okay. that fast pace you're mentioning, I think. We're going to start off this movie kind of where we end with BVS with Batman and Wonder Woman, you know, fighting crime separately, the world's mourning the loss of Superman, and then, you know, all those mysterious attacks start happening. Maybe the Parademons are already on Earth, and Batman's starting to figure that out because people are disappearing or people mm-hmm. are dying or they're, you know, finding weird alien leftovers somewhere. I don't know. But... Then, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe they, they left their takeout on yeah, the side. Like, of the ah, curb. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to finish my Arby's sandwich, <laughs> so I just left it over there or whatever. Uh, the parademons would eat. So, I think building off that, then you know, I don't know if Steppenwolf arrives and then Batman's like, oh, we need to, uh, <laughs> we mm-hmm. need to form a team because I think he's already on that process when this movie begins. And because at the end of Suicide Squad, that post credit scene, we see him get the metahumans files. We already heard him say at the end of BVS, like, oh, we need to find others like you, Wonder Woman, because I have a hunch that something else is coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is obviously going to be Steppenwolf. I think that we'll get Batman recruiting all those people. And, you know, he'll go, pro- I think he'll probably go to Flash first. It seems like Wonder Woman's the one that recruits Cyborg, and that Batman is the one that also goes and recruits Aquaman. But Aquaman. It appears turns him down to start. Yeah. Then <laughs> strong man, strongest alone. Things That's clearly <laughs> change because I think Steppenwolf comes and wrecks havoc uh, on um, the Mascara first, mm-hmm. probably. Then goes to Atlantis. Ooh. And then he's like, "Where's my third mother box?" And it's like, "Oh, Cyborg, you're the third mother box. <laughs> I'm gonna take your father. I'm gonna take all these other people." And that's where, you know, maybe that's where I think all of them come together to fight Seven for, for the first time, lose, and then they got to rethink their strategy and regroup together. Meanwhile, Steppenwolf's unleashing who knows what on the world. Obviously, it ends with red skies. Yeah. Appear, uh, In a super big force field. Right. What they're protecting? Is it Superman? I don't Ooh. know. Um, I, I I'm, That's what I'm most curious about because I still don't really have the the greatest idea of where Superman fits into this story other than he's a third act plot point. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't think we're getting him early on. 
other than I mean, unless there's like dreams that Lois is having, like you know, if the start of that last trailer was actually a dream, and you know that would maybe that's how the movie opens. I don't know, but uh, you know, I think we're going to have to wait to see, wait to see Superman for quite some time, and uh, maybe that's when you know after their first defeat. Batman's like, geez, you know, we could really use soups right now. Yeah. Uh, let's, you know, send, you know, let's get, put our brains together, try to figure this out, and then realize, oh, Steppenwolf already took him from his grave, or he's missing from his grave, or whatever, and then they got to go break Superman out of that force field, or they have to resurrect him some other place. I don't know, but at the end of the day, Superman's with the team in some capacity by the end, and is the key to defeating Steppenwolf. And I suppose we don't really know. I mean, that's like a pretty general preview. Like, well, you just kind of like described, not to like take anything away from what you right. said. It was beautiful. But that's a pretty run-of-the-mill like movie. Yeah. We don't know if there's any, like, we don't know that third act. We, we're guessing it's Superman. But this time around on trailers, sure. they didn't blow the, uh, they didn't blow the popsicle stand. Yeah. No, that's not the right analogy. But <laughs> we, I, I, you I know. Think, I think I've heard that analogy had, before. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no, there was nothing like super spoiled, right? And, and I, mean, I will applaud that. Yeah, I, I think we I think we discussed that when we then that last trailer dropped. Of like, hey, they didn't spoil anything. Yeah, <laughs> good job, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. But building off of that, I also think that you know, or there have been people that reacted being like, whatever you do, avoid spoilers for this movie if you're going to go see it because there are some big twists and reveals. What those could be, we'll maybe get to uh, in a bit. Yeah. But we'll start off our character oh, yeah. preview from Profiles with, I think, the shining star of the DC Universe, mm-hmm. that being Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, Gal Gadot. I think it's Gadot. Got I, it. I say it, every, I say it differently, I think, every single time. But uh, Gal Gadot is back for her third appearance as Wonder Woman, as Diana Prince. And for me, I am really interested to see how she is portrayed in this movie. Because in Batman v Superman, she's not the Wonder Woman <laughs> we see in her solo movie. Right. You know, she says at the end of the movie, oh, you know, I left humanity abandoned for all those years. And Gal has since come out and said, yeah, we kind of retconned that <laughs> in Wonder Woman. <laughs> because we're, we realize that Diana at her heart would never abandon humanity because that's not who she is. And it's Girl. like, yes. Awesome. That that is completely true, and I don't. I want to see her continue to be that force for good, but if they maybe try to explain that in some way, be like, no, I, I didn't mean I was literally gone from humanity. I was just, you know, off doing my own thing. Right. And it's like okay, cool, but I just <laughs> I want to see more of Gal. She is great in the role. Every time, just like anytime, she just smiles. It's like it's great. Yeah, so it's a great moment. You know, mm-hmm. when she just smiles in the trailer. Like my my favorite scene right there. Yeah, uh, she's great, and hopefully. Wonder Woman is the star of the show and center in the movie as the uh, the, the leader, hopefully, of the Justice League. Yeah, I mean, the, the, she, the, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal DC movie. Yeah. Um, and great as a whole. I'm so glad to own it. But Gal Gadot, like, as much as you want to heap praise on uh, Chris Pine's, like, charismatic performance in there, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot, every step of the way with him. Yeah. And expecting... All those things from this movie. I'm so glad that that was said. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that she's not going to be brooding like Batman right. or anything like that. No, uh, we the way she came off in Wonder Woman was fantastic all the way through. Optimism, a little bit of dispirit, but then ultimately, you know, um, joy. Like, mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. And I was never more glad to hear that. Like, because, yeah, like she said, she's like, uh, I used to fight for mankind, but then they turned out to be too evil, so I gave up. And then right. just started to, like, hound down jewel thieves or stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's that's quite a turn. Right, but then she also mentions in BVS that, like, she's fought monsters from other worlds. worlds. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, is that reference in this movie? Or is that yeah. something we have to wait for Wonder Woman 2 to maybe figure out what happened there? For sure. But, yeah, I, it, as much... Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot as we can have in this, uh, the better. Yeah. I mean, other than her, I think the main star of this movie and the point of plenty of talk over the last year That's right. 
has been Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm -hmm. Uh, This will be technically his third time playing the role after a very, very small role in Suicide Squad. And for me, I am going into Justice League with the mindset that this is the last time I will see Ben Affleck under the cowl. Ooh. Okay. I just don't. I don't. Do you really think it's it? Yeah. I don't think he's dying in the movie. Yeah. I don't I mean, maybe he does. I, that would be a big surprise. But, I mean, he just doesn't seem interested in this role anymore. You know, over the last couple of days, he's been, like, caught saying, oh, whoa, I don't know if I'm going to play this character again. I don't know. Like, let me take a, a day at a time. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I thought you had a contract for this. I'm so confused. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm contemplating doing Matt Reeves' Batman. A couple of months ago, you said you'd be an ape for Matt Reeves, and now you won't be Batman? I'm I'm confused again. And then the day after that, he says, you know, I'm looking for a cool way to segue out of the role. And you're like, okay, so you're, you, you are done. <laughs> like yeah. you don't want to play this role anymore. And I think that they will figure out how they're going to move forward with Batman after this movie, but it just makes sense. Or maybe they already have, and they're just waiting. Like we mentioned when we <laughs> swore off talking about Ben Affleck as Batman again, like, you know, three months ago or yep. whatever. We're like, maybe they already have a decision, but we're not going to hear anything until after justice League comes out. So, I'm looking forward to see Ben Affleck back in the role because he is a great Batman. I don't want to see him leave, but it seems like that's the writing on the wall. And once this movie's out there for a couple of weeks, they can finally issue some sort of statement saying, hey, Ben Affleck's gone. We had a great time, but, you know, he's going to go direct a couple other Oscar winners possibly. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, listen, like, I think I I tend to agree with you, okay. but I think we will see him at least one more time. Right. Whether in Justice League 2 or in Reeves' Batman, mm-hmm. but they go the Batman Beyond route. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the coolest storylines that has never been touched. But yeah, like he literally, it's it's gone from, uh, like, oh, that's just random speculation or I'm not going to comment on those rumors type of right. a deal to... Oh, well, now I'm setting the ground for it. Don't be surprised, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I completely agree that this will be his last mainstay mm-hmm. in those movies. That being said, he was the second best part of Batman vs. Superman. Yep. I like this Batman. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that he's a, he's a shade darker than has been portrayed yeah. across the entire films. Now, listen, I don't think he should have been dark enough to shoot people. <laughs> right. uh, that, that's, that still bothers me. But him and Jeremy Iron, they made a great team together, and I wish I would have seen them be the traditional Batman Alfred yeah. a lot more. And I, it looks like we're going to see some of that here in this movie, and I'm going to be excited for that. Um, but, you know... I'm I'm not gonna get too attached anymore, right? Yeah, because it looks like I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you were opposite me, being like, no, he's coming back again, and still, I mean, it still sounds like you are. And I would, I would not be shocked if he came back for you know the beginning of Matt Reeves' Batman to pass the mantle on to whoever they cast as Nightwing, mm-hmm. or but if Flashpoint comes first, they could just Flashpoint the whole thing and be like, oh, you know, Bruce Wayne died and. Now Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Batman for the next five years until they come to the same problem again where Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in his late 50s and doesn't want to play Batman anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. You know what? They could just recast Batman and I wouldn't mind it. No. Like, I don't know who I'd want in that role. Like, I've heard people suggest Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be cool. But I also don't see Jake wanting to sign on for a very heavy picture deal at this point in time. But... Maybe he does. You never really know. Um, moving on from Batman, going to one of who looked to be the breakout stars of this movie. It's kind of a trio of people. All the new guys. But first, we're going to start off with Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Booyah! Oh, yeah, my yep. man. He's got all the great catchphrases uh, in the trailers, and I can't wait to hear them. And they all sound in, like they came the from a California beach. Exactly. And I, I love that they're playing up the surfer dude mentality mm-hmm. for Aquaman. It fits Jason Momoa perfectly. He has the rock star aspect of him, too. Yep. And I'm super interested to see how they not only introduce him, but also his world. Because it's not just, oh, here's some guy from the from the ocean. 
No, he is the future king of Atlantis, and we are going to visit Atlantis. We're going to meet Mira. We're going to... I don't know if we're going to see anybody else from that Aquaman cast, but... Defoe's character's listed on there. Oh, yeah, Defoe's in there. I mean, we're going to see some entry point into Atlantis to tease everybody and make them all excited for next year. And based on not only we haven't seen a lot of those parts of those above the movie so far in the marketing, but we have seen a lot of Momoa in the role and he looks like he's having a blast. And I think I'm going to have a blast with this character. Yeah. He, he looks like he, 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 out of everyone, he looks like he's having fun. And if he's having fun, I, I don't know if, how how can you not have fun? Exactly. I, I smirk anytime he's on screen. Every time he, you know, surfs that parademon through seven stories right. and then like <laughs> out into the street, I'm like, that that is objectively very very ridiculous. Oh yeah. But then I'm like, huh, it works though. But then he, but then he flips awesome. his hair and he yells yeah. something. And you're like, I, I like it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like you said, I I am so intrigued by his world, but mainly just how it's gonna look mm-hmm. because. I think I've seen like some test footage, or and then you see Mara, uh, Mara, like once in mm-hmm. the trailers. Yeah. So how they film these underwater scenes, and do they, how do they speak? Do you actually hear their voice audibly? Like right. how how it all goes down is going to be super interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to him stabbing parademons with his trident, and you know saying whatever he's got to say because <laughs> right. i'm sure i'm sure we haven't seen the best of him yet oh i mean i hope not i mean we haven't seen that much of him in action technically like we've seen him like you know riding parademons or flying through the air but we haven't seen him like you know fight with his trident a lot and i'm looking forward to seeing you know, that kind of stuff from him and gearing up again for <laughs> next december but somebody else who has a solo movie on the horizon possibly yeah (laughs) is flash ezra miller is coming in to really play the character for the first time we saw him ever so briefly in bvs and even a little bit more in suicide squad but again that was just a glorified cameo at best yep now he's an actual character we get to meet barry allen and it sounds like he's the breakout of the movie and it doesn't surprise me that's what i've been thinking for the last two years or long we've been doing this and thinking about this movie I think he's just going to be super fun. Just like Jason Moa, he's going to be, I think Ezra Miller even more so, is just going to be this like breath of fresh air on screen. He's going, he's always just like the happiest guy. You know, if you watch him do press or just like his normal, you know, life, it seems like he's just a happy go lucky guy. And Mm -hmm. that's what I want to see from Barry Allen. I don't want to see him. I mean, I want to see a little bit of torture and, you know, heartbreak (laughs) on the kid, on the guy, because, you know, he did, see his mother die some angst yeah um but i don't want to see him you know with like the flash on tv you know that barry allen played by gary gustin has more recently uh and more often than not been portrayed as somebody who has all the weight on the world on their shoulders and he can't have a happy moment yeah and that could still be the case for this barry allen but he also still has those super you know happy moments where he's like I, I'm with Batman. That's the bat signal. We got we got to go yeah. do this thing. Oh my gosh! I'm going to go mm-hmm. talk to Commissioner Gordon up on the roof. And oh, they all they all left. That was that was rude. Yeah. Or you're in my <laughs> second favorite chair. And like you know, what's your superpower, Bruce right. Wayne? I'm I'm rich. Like you know, I want to see Barry Allen's personality played out in full in this movie. But also finally get to see what his superpowers look like. You know in you know, complete real time, but also slow mo. I can't wait to see how Snyder and his uh, visuals use that. Yeah, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the coolest thing, and that's what I've been dying to see. Like I've, the little hints that we've seen that it looks like he's just a trail or a stream of like electricity mm-hmm. streaking across like yeah. places like that. Really cool. But like you said, like listen, the X Men have the coolest slow motion or high speed. Mm-hmm. They had the best speedster and the best portrayal of someone's speed with Quicksilver. Yeah, uh, Evan Peters is my favorite, probably for that that reason solely. Mm-hmm. So I, I know Zack Snyder, king of slow mo combat, <laughs> right? Has something up his sleeve, or at least you know he gave the guidance, or however it's going to go down. But like you said, yeah, earnest superheroes are the best. Mm-hmm. If Thor didn't teach us that, then right. I don't know <laughs> what will. Granted, that came out the same time technically well even Uh, wonder woman you know but yeah exactly you know there's nothing wrong with a little naivety but he's the perfect kind because he's into this world and he 
shouldn't have to treat it very seriously until at least after this, you know, the world was almost conquered by demons from the sky type of a deal. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think I've seen many Ezra Miller movies except for Wallflower, his parts in Trainwreck, mm-hmm. which which look like the character he's got going here. Yeah. And then there's uh, Fantastic Beast, but he's dark and brooding in that and mm-hmm. it bothered me the whole movie. <laughs> so super looking forward to him. And yeah, like hopefully his movie comes out soon because I've been so pleased with what we've seen of him so far. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I think one of the potential breakouts, but also the one I think that could be the cause for uh the most split reactions will be Cyborg, played okay. by Ray Fisher. Uh, not because I. The interesting thing to know about Ray Fisher is this is his first feature film. He's never done anything on film because he's a Broadway guy. So he's he's come from the stage. He has a long history there, but now he's finally getting in this. He's been cast in this role for like four years, and he's finally been able to bring it to life now. Ray Fisher is a super cool guy. He can tell that he loves this character and loves being part of this world, but. We have to see how it plays out. We don't, I mean, the CG on him has looked uh, a little shaky at times. And hopefully that's not the case here. But I also want to see, you know, what makes Cyborg tick. It looks like he, if anybody, is going to close, be more in line with Batman's, you know, brooding mentality. And, you know, almost you know being like a cyborg and having no emotion mm-hmm. at all. But I don't really want to see that. <laughs> I yeah. want to. I, I mean, I think that's how we're going to get for part of it. But I eventually, I want to see Cyborg realize, you know, I have these abilities. They came from terrible circumstances, and you know, I've been through a lot of crap. But I can help people, and you know, if I do that, I can be part of this league, and I can make a difference, and maybe even smile a couple of times. <laughs> sure. So that's what I'm looking forward to with Cyborg. But I'm also worried that maybe he doesn't get the most attention in the movie. Yeah, and like, listen, I want a Teen Titans movie more yeah. than anybody. So I re- and I haven't seen Ray Fisher. Like you said, I didn't, didn't even know Ray Fisher was on Broadway before this. Uh-huh. Um, you don't have to know what shows, do you? No idea. Okay. Well, anyway, that actually bodes bodes pretty well for him, though. But if he was on Broadway, that means that he would hopefully be a little earnest. If he's not. I will be, I'll be kind of heartbroken because the cyborg is like Flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he jokes around a lot, but he has the leadership mentality, at least Teen Titans-wise. Right. I think he's like the only non-teen there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm hoping he's portrayed. Um and I don't think we've seen him in action other than stopping a tank from hitting somebody. I and it's a cop car. A cop car. Okay. And then like flying through the air, grabbing Momo out of his back. Yeah. So I am super uh, interested to see what his abilities look like. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I mean, it doesn't look like he's got a cannon built into his arm. So it's going to have to like form out. Yeah. And that's going to be super rad to see. Um, CG, like, listen, Cyborg is a hard guy to do. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know how you yeah. do it. I mean, so I'm probably going to be, I'm going to give it a pass to that mm-hmm. over uh, <laughs> the, potentially what I'm hearing about a certain somebody's mustache. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I'll, you know, the standard, the bar is pretty low. So, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I hope Ray Fisher kills it. And I hope everyone likes him because I want to see more of at least Cyborg mm-hmm. going forward. Even if this movie does, you know, go the way of the Titanic. Right. <laughs> and speaking of that infamous mustache, I'm not talking about uh, Murder on the Orient Express here. Or the Commissioner Gordon. No. You know, I mean, J.K. Simmons, he has a great one as well. No, we're talking about Superman. Mm-hmm. Because even though he's not been shown in the trailers or any of the marketing, really, for that matter, surprisingly, he is in this movie. We do know that. <laughs> What role he plays, we have no idea. But we do know, like you were kind of teasing, that the reactions so far have been like, yeah, that uh, CGI-ing away his mustache <laughs> that Henry Cavill was mandated to keep because he was working on Mission Impossible 6 mm-hmm. uh, maybe didn't work that well. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little noticeable. But I mean, other than his mustache uh, problems, what are you uh, expecting from Superman? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar at all. 
all with Superman's like, what happens after Superman dies and he comes back to life mentality? Okay. What does that change him? I mean, probably so. I would imagine. I yeah, you just survive death. <laughs> so, but I'm just not up with Superman comics. I don't know like the lore of him at all. I didn't even know he died. Mm-hmm. But I figured like, okay. What happens next? Everybody dies in the comics, but then they're like, oh, I didn't actually die. Right. Oh, there's a, yeah. Well, like, you know, or, oh, actually that world blew up. So now we have to do all of our right. comics on this new world where everyone's still alive type mm. of a deal. But help me out here. I'm asking for a lifeline. I mean, I want Henry Cavill to be the Henry Cavill from uh, The Man from Uncle. Yeah. Where he's a little <laughs> bit more, he's a little more suave in that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's stop, let's stop the guy from, you know, only laughing when Lois Lane is like 10 feet from him or something right. like that, you know? Let's, let's let the dude kind of breathe a bit. Mm-hmm. Sure, his home planet was blown up, but that was years <laughs> ago. Come on. Yeah, I think what we will get from Henry, from Superman once he is brought back is kind of that Superman everybody's been kind of waiting for to see. Um, you know, a lot of people, the Richard Donner Superman played by Christopher Reeve is the Superman. Mm-hmm. And I think for Zack Snyder, when he took over Man of Steel, he was like, yeah, you know, we're going to do something completely different because, you know, we can't top Donner Superman yeah. because everybody's going to compare it to it. And that's a, that's a, a fundamental movie and a, a cornerstone in superhero movies, um, you know, for, for years. I um, mean, ever since it was made, it's been, you know, one of those movies that people look back on. I mean, both Kevin Feige over at Marvel Studios and Jeff Johns at DC have been said, you know, yeah, you know, before like every movie, <laughs> we go back and rewatch Superman just to kind <laughs> of figure out, That's the, cool. okay, where does, you know, where do we line up with this? Because it is such a important part of the genre. But, Finally, this movie is going to let him have a little personality, I think. He's not going to be, Great. you know, I think the Superman and the Clark Kent that he's doesn't understand his place in the world. I think he's going to come back from the dead in some way. I don't know how. I don't know. Because when he comes back from the dead in the comics, he's a little evil. A little bit. And maybe they're going to play with that route. And that's why maybe it's Steppenwolf who brings him back is because... That way you can have that initial conflict with Superman only for him to snap out of it in some some way. Okay. And uh, then he comes back to the team. He could even wear his, you know, his black suit for a little bit if they really wanted to. Um, but once he is back, I think we're finally going to get, you know, that happier Superman. The one that is, you know, the the last son of Krypton. The the man that inspires hope across the world. And he, he has done that in the movies because you know you see the people who are mourning his loss, or you're seeing mm-hmm. how he's helped people in various ways. But every single time, you know, he's doing it with like this, like this look of, oh man, this is such a difficult world to live in, and my 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 responsibilities are too much, and I can't take it all, and I don't yeah. enjoy, you know, all the power I have with me. But I think once he's back, he's going to, you know, have that, you know, that switch in the way he views the world, and he's finally going to realize, you know. It's tough, but somebody's got to do it, and I'd rather it be me than Zod or something. Sure. You know, like yeah. he's gonna have an attitude check, and he's gonna come back better and brighter than ever. Happy to be alive. Yeah, great. Okay, I like that idea. Yeah. I, I, the, the route. I mean, you would think he comes back darker, like I, I even do. more so. Like yeah. if you just died, like soul focus on purpose type of a deal. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, it's. The opposite right i mean i mean who knows i mean if it is i think it depends on how he's brought back i think yeah. if if it's somehow you know cyborg and batman and flash have figured out the way oh we have to use this equation and this weird super <laughs> mm-hmm. you know frankenstein him. right we gotta we have to do this weird thing to get him back then i think he'll come back a little confused but he'll quickly come to their side yeah but if he is brought back by you know steppenwolf or dark side or whoever that isn't good, then I think he comes back evil. So then it's like, oh, ha ha. Right. You couldn't defeat me when I was just Steppenwolf, but now I have your buddy, you know, the one you guys have all been trying to, you know, inspire to be after his death. I have Superman on my team. And then they're going to be like, Clark, stop. You're going to kill us. We're your friends, even though he only knows two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And really only knows one of you. (laughs) But even then, you guys were enemies last time you saw each other. Uh, yeah, 
I will say this though: if the tears of Batman end up being what like you know springs him out of his grave, I am done. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I think the other person that will be maybe a key to Superman's resurrection is Lois Lane. Oh, hey, played by Amy Adams, she's back once again, and back in BVS, there's that infamous confusing scene with flash where he visits bruce wayne Mm -hmm. from clearly sometime in the future in a very futuristic iron man like suits and you know says you know lois is the key lois is the key lois is the key and i'm wondering if that is a prophecy to this movie where superman is brought back by steppenwolf and they can't stop him and then batman remembers oh my oh my gosh Lois well, is it's, the key. It's Lois. Lois is the key. God will get Lois. Then they go get Lois and bring her <laughs> in front of an evil Superman. And that somehow brings him back. I don't love that. Other than it's kind of like, you know, the personification of, oh, true love brought him back, you know, to his to his rightful place. Mm-hmm. I can I can buy that if yeah. it's executed well. But if it's just like, oh, Lois was nearby <laughs> randomly yeah. and he sees her while he's about to blow up a building mm-hmm. and snaps out of it, I'm like, no, this is dumb. Yeah. But hopefully I do not like Lois Lane's role in Batman Superman really at all because she didn't really serve a purpose. And I'm hoping this time, because she's still shown in the trailers surprisingly quite a bit. Yeah, she's uh, in every one. I'm, I want to know how she factors in this movie other than Let's see how she is mourning the loss of Superman. Yeah, like, well, listen, it's Oscar winner Amy Adams, Oscar nominee. Oscar nominee, yes. Oscar should probably have won at least once or twice by now. Amy Adams, okay? Give her something to do. Don't put her in a film just to, like, you know, have her almost drown and have Superman (laughs) save her or anything like that. She, I, I I haven't seen her in a film since Nocturnal Animals and Arrival. And, like, where she kills it every single moment and if she's please give her something to do in this movie i know it's only two hours yeah four or five six minutes of substantive amy adams would be awesome and especially if there is like a some payoff for the last two movies of lois and superman Mm -hmm. i would love that to happen here um, I think I, th- way, I think there will be a big yeah. payoff. Because I I'll, listen, I'll, I will say this: I do love that opening scene of the last trailer. Those thirty, yeah. 20, 30 seconds of you know um, Henry Cavill and her. Mm-hmm. So hopefully there's something there. Um, but if Lois Lane ends up just like you know with hanging out with Jimmy Olsen, who, who's a, a different <laughs> a different Jimmy Olsen, the real one, James Olsen, yes, his brother. <laughs> No, it's the same thing, <laughs> but okay. But yeah, Jimothy. Jimothy, um, yeah. So, well, you know, hopefully, Halpert, you know, exactly. Bring back yeah. that office season two reunion back when Amy Adams and. Oh, that's was right. There. Yeah, they she dated. plays Katie. That way they, that, they can do that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about that. That'd be awesome. Um, man, back in the day. Well, anyway, yeah. P- please give Amy Adams something to do. More the better, as long as, you know. Uh, like you said, serves a purpose because yeah. yeah, in Batman versus Superman, she just showed up to say, "Oh no, Martha's his mother. Right. We both have the same mother." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, that's his mother's name. Oh, do you guys have this weird glowing spear? I'm gonna throw it in the pit of this well for no reason. Well, she I means she think she knew it was kryptonite, right? Right, but Batman had already stopped fighting him. So what's the point? Well, <laughs> and somebody then, else found and it. then for her to realize immediately, even though she never met doomsday or saw him up close or knew what he was from goes, Oh, <laughs> that beast must be affected by kryptonite. Well, no, I think cause Superman tells her to do go get it. Uh, uh-uh. you sure? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm fairly sure. I'll have to get my rewatch done. Yeah. I just rewatched it. I don't remember that, but uh, maybe I maybe I <laughs> zoned out at that moment, but uh, you mentioned the big payoff for them. I do think there will be a very big payoff in the way that I don't think that that beginning shot of that last trailer, that beginning sequence, I think mm-hmm. that's actually in the movie and not uh, a dream. A dream. Okay. I think that's like the end after yeah. he's back awesome. because the colors are brighter. It, he's even wearing you know basically the exact same outfit that Re- Christopher Reeve wore in. Uh, Donner's Superman hmm. and I think it could set up their wedding cool so that'd be a 
great happy ending it would to be. Justice League. Um, and maybe then Batman could be like, yeah, you know, I think you guys got this under control. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, and, where are you going, Batman? <laughs> what are these pearls here for? <laughs> and then there's like a stitched part of Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the cave right. from <laughs> Nolan's uh, Dark Knight Rises. My name's, Ro- my name's actually Robin. <laughs> your name is Robin? What's your superhero name? Robin. Great. Yeah. <laughs> really great job. No one's going to catch on to that one. Um, but other than Amy Adams as Lois Lane, I think the other big part of this movie that we haven't really talked about is Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. He is the villain yeah. that we're going to get for two hours. We've never met this guy before. No. And we have to in- figure out his plan, his motives, stuff about apocalypse, why he wants the mother, bo- mother boxes see that he attacked earth at one point very early on that divided the mother boxes control up to begin with and maybe even tease, you know, dark side coming in five years down the road. How do they do this in two hours, but also give the heroes enough time to shine and come together montages and monologues, the two M's of storytelling montage early on. Amazonians look like they're fighting him in a great war. Yeah. There you go. He attacked Earth once before. Mother boxes got split up. You can tidy that all up in three, four minutes. Okay. Tops. Cut to the movie. Things happen. Things happen. Mother boxes go missing. Why would the mother boxes go missing? Spend time with characters. They figure it out for us. No monologue from Steppenwolf. Then we get to the end battle sequence monologue from Steppenwolf. Here's our master plan. We have the ma- the mother boxes, Superman. There's Darkseid. Who's Darkseid? Darkseid is this guy. Okay, let's fight. The end. Wait for it. Post-credit scene. Batman. Darkseid's coming. End of movie. <laughs> no. Gosh. Well, that'd be that efficiently uh, two hours. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I just, you guys can't obviously see my face because this is a podcast, but I'm just grimacing the whole time that I was just <laughs> explaining that because... Oh, that, that well, fine. Not... Be a hater. I'm All right, well, let, lay it out for me. What? How do you? How, I, do you have to have introduce no a guy? I have no idea how you do this in two okay. hours. That's my biggest concern with the two-hour runtime, and the fact that the reactions have pointed to yeah, Steppenwolf is uh, not a great villain. It's flimsy as Sir Patrick. Right. I think it would be even worse. Okay. I think it'll be a worse. You know, even though uh, there's not going to be the reveal, I believe, unless they're going to make some weird reveal that Superman's actually Steppenwolf. Yeah, that's the big <laughs> twist. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna, I don't know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I think, it, I think there's so much backstory to get into this character to make him feel necessary and feel like the worthy guy to take on the Justice League for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in Avengers, Loki is not the guy to go one on one. With the Avengers, he would he would lose every single time, and he does. But at least we got to see the origin, basically, of Loki and his motives and wanting to just you know, he wants to rule a world. That's what he's wanting because that was his birthright, and that yeah. makes sense. Why does Steppenwolf want to conquer Earth? Other than my my nephew Darkseid told me to. Right. Okay. I mean, I we need to know more about the mother boxes. I want to know Steppenwolf's not his origin, but just why he is doing this, and you know, figure out kind of how this is all going to work. What his actual plan is? Is his plan just to take over Earth, or is it to destroy humanity and take over the Earth and just let it you know sure. be repopulated by parademons, or what? I I gotta know all of that. Yeah, there's definitely some galactic consequences that need to be set up, and I, especially with the importance of those mother yeah. boxes. And I don't want it to all just be like, let me explain to you in two minutes Whiteboard my, all, gets all of out. my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Par- Parademon 3, please bring me my <laughs> – please bring out the PowerPoint. Yeah. Click, 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 click. All right, we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now let's fight. <laughs> I don't want to see any of that. Sounds like something from Lego Batman. Hey, I mean, that probably would fit with Lego <laughs> Batman, but I don't think Justice League's going for the same no, I don't think uh, so very self-aware tone that Lego Batman did. Sure so, thing. So, other than Steppenwolf and all the other characters you already mentioned, mm-hmm. grouping together our last little bit of previews for the characters, we have Mira, played by Amber Heard, Commissioner Gordon, played by J.K. Simmons, Silas Stone, played by Joe Morton, uh, all making their real first appearances in the DC Universe 
Joe Morton made a very brief appearance in BVS with the profiles that Lex Luthor made. Yeah. And then we also get Alfred back, played by Jeremy Irons, and more of Connie Nielsen as Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. What do we expect from these people? Connie Nielsen. Oh, well, Connie Nielsen, going to crush it. J.K. Simmons, he looks like he's a little bit more relevant to the story. But if Connie Nielsen shows up and is fighting like alongside Commissioner Gordon in that final battle, that'd be epic too. <laughs> what is Gordon gonna be doing? I don't know. Maybe he's got a shotgun or He'll something. He'll just be there, like, oh, I hate my life. <laughs> yeah, like I'm interested to see J.K. Simmons' take on Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Obviously, the more um, Hippolyta, the better. Two, that'd be really sweet. Because I mean, like, listen, like, let's have some subsects battling these parademons out right. in some places across the world or city or wherever this is taking place at. That'd be super cool. But, I mean, I'm really interested in seeing Commissioner Gordon because this will be his first and only film we really see him in for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, Amber Heard's going to be right around the corner next year, uh, so she'll get to be be expanded to the bond, but they're probably not going to see any more than three, four minutes. Each? Each. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're really going to get Mira very briefly, right when Steppenwolf attacks Atlantis, and then she'll try to either persuade Aquaman to go help the Justice League and be like, yeah, you know, Batman reached out to you. You should go. <laughs> you need to go take care of this because you're, you're going to be the king one day mm-hmm. and you got you to gotta step up or either Aqu- or Aquaman's going to want to do it himself and be like, and she's going to be like, no, don't go. Don't get involved with the humans' stupid, um, you know, problems. You know, let them, you know die yeah. there's a huge feud between atlanteans and humans and they hate they atlanteans hate humans yeah so uh, that'd be interesting to see that play out in some way i think commissioner gordon's gonna be in like two scenes stops i think he's gonna be on that rooftop scene we've seen multiple times and maybe one of the scene of him and batman just chatting mm-hmm. making some reference to some event that happened years ago that could set up you know a prequel trilogy from matt reeves or something yeah. i don't know and uh you know alfred we'll see I think he'll be the most uh, involved of this group of characters because he has that tease in the trailer. Oh, he told me you'd come. Let's hope you're not too late. Who are you talking to? Got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, And yeah, Silas Stone, I think he's a plot point really for Cyborg to get involved. And Hippolyta, I'm afraid, is only going to be involved when the mother box is stolen from the mascara and then in that initial battle from like the flashback from when right. you know steppenwolf attacked many 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 years ago because unless she leaves the mascara or wonder woman is now granted the return of the mascara mm-hmm. there's no really reason for her to be involved so yeah. i don't know maybe she that. shows up in the invisible jet that would be awesome that would be something <laughs> how would she get it though they really don't have that technology I mean, there's apparently that the Invisible Jet's going to be in the sequel in some way. I yes. don't know. But that's all the characters we have that we know of. Right. Do you think we're going to get any maybe teases or introductions to other characters? I mean, there's been rumors that Iris West, uh, played by... Kirstie Clemens. Kirstie Clemens. Just testing you there. Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg, and even Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. We're at one point going to be in the movie, but they've since been cut. We don't know if that's actually true or not. But do you think any of those three could be in the movie or any other, you know, super surprise characters that we don't know of, like a Green Lantern or something? Okay, yeah. Green Lantern, super surprise, number one. That It's happening. If it, if anyone shows up and it's like, whoa, that came out of left field, it's Green Lantern. Like how Jordan, John Stewart, Green Lantern, or just like a random Green Lantern, like Kilowog or somebody? A, well, not Kilowog, <laughs> but a random Green Lantern or John Stewart. One of those two, for sure. It can't, it can't be a big one. I think so. I think so. No. That'll be a big one, and it's probably like 90% going to happen. As much as I hate it, as much as I would love that to happen, if that was happening, it would have either some trade would have reported on it months ago, or with it screening now to like general audiences kind of at world premieres and stuff, it will leak online and it'd be on Reddit or the front page of every other news site and it'd be out there. Okay, fair enough. But Kiersey Clemens, most likely, give Barry a little bit more backstory. I don't know if he's visiting his dad in this new film or not, at least this new cut. So, I don't know. Um, bring in, up. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. 
Yeah, I mean, Those I don't, are what I'm thinking. I don't really expect that many other connections outside of the characters we mentioned uh, near the end of our preview. But I mean, maybe some. I mean, I, I'm not counting post credit scenes. I don't know if maybe these people are coming up in post credit scenes and that counts as an appearance technically or whatever. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't see how Deathstroke factors into this movie at all. And Lex Luthor, I think he should be involved <laughs> since he, he rang the bell. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like he is, so that's disappointing and I don't know what you know his future is. I don't think we're gonna see like Joker or the Suicide Squad or anything <laughs> crazy like that. So uh I do think we're getting the Green Lanterns, but not the big ones. I think we're getting, you know, a random one here or there. Maybe in that initial battle for Earth, the Green Lanterns are there for that. Maybe other DC characters as well. I don't really know. I mean, what are you thinking about a post-credit scene? Yeah, ju- I mean, probably Justice League Two. S- show us Dark Side, and then that'll be like you know, b- probably about it. That that that's my guess because 2019 still the tentative Justice League Two date, right? Mm, I don't think so. Tw- no, not anymore. I think that was at one point. But, okay. I mean, if this film does well, I think I think it's probably safe to bet on that, right? Where would they fit it in? They got Shazam in April, and Wonder Woman just got moved up to November. That I mean, it's already it's already the end of twenty seventeen. We have no word on a director, script, production, any of that stuff. It would ha- literally have to start production beginning of the year to have time to come out in twenty nineteen, unless they're gonna bump Wonder Woman up even more. But you could still tease a villain, like an sure, Avenger yeah, style. Yeah. Um let's see Thanos smirk, but oh guess what? You're gonna have to wait seven years before the dude or seven years, six years? Six mm, years. It'll be six years. Uh yeah, six years. Before we actually see the guy. So I think setting up the big bad dark side, even this early, as the manipulator of all of this, would make sense. For yeah. at least one, because there's a purported two, correct? Yes, there are two. Okay. So I'm guessing one is going to be funny or lighthearted, and the other one's going to be some big tease for the future. Um, and I think I have one of them had been spoiled for me. Oh, man. Which I don't want to then speculate on the other one because then it's like, oh, so. Sure. This one is either not true necessarily or whatever, but I think, I don't know. I think the more fun one. I think I know what, what the serious one is. I think the funner one is going to deal with Superman okay. in some way. All right. So uh, other than that, we're going to close it out here with box office opening weekend predictions. Mm. I'm going to go. It's currently tracking on 120. So that is obviously before the review embargo lifts. And I'm going to go just a little bit higher because I think it's going to be I think it's going to have a mixed reception overall and be like, you know, a a 65 on Rotten Tomatoes or something, like just borderline fresh. Yeah. But I think it'll just push above 125, which is okay. But, I mean, people were touting this movie when it was announced. It's, oh, it's $200 million. It's, oh, it's 150 easy. So I hope it gets there because it's great and people want to see it. But I just don't have the confidence right now that it's going to blow past it. I can go ahead. I think I can say with some confidence. Not well, not from any reporting or <laughs> sourcing here, but I think it'll do 150 million opening weekend. Josh is going to go see this movie at every single screening possible. I'm, I'm going to see it once, <laughs> but I think it's going to do 150 million because it's going to attract a, a, a fairly large portion of you know, kind of the United States. So I mean, it's possible. Um, other than that. Just kind of summarize this all up into an expected rating. What are you feeling? I'm thinking it'll be a three out of five. That's exactly where I'm at. Because you listen, like, which is sad. I want I, w- I want this to be like oh I'm expecting it to be a four. So either I'm setting my expectations really low <laughs> yeah. to be really surprised, mm-hmm. or I'm setting them low to be met, which will be disappointing as well. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, there's definitely room to be impressed yes. all over my scale. But I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, am I more or less hyped for Murder on the Orient Express than I am for Justice League? And they're about the same. Oh, wow. So, okay. you know, that's what Murder on the Orient Express got last week. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that is true. So 
Well, we will be back in a couple of days with our full review, and I'm sure it'll be spoiler heavy uh, of Justice League. So hopefully you guys go out and check it out over the next couple of days and be back with us next week. If you like this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Heading over to iTunes and giving us a five-star review with comments would surely help us because, uh, you know, we enjoy doing this, and we're also putting out a lot of content recently just because that's how it lines up, not because, you know, that just how it happens sometimes. Right so, on. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys are enjoying it all, and, you know, if we are improving in any way, let us know, and if there's other ways we can still improve, let us know in those iTunes reviews or just, you know, send us a Facebook message or tweet us or whatever. doesn't really matter. Uh, you, can follow, you can follow us on Twitter at friends and film you can follow me personally on twitter at coops underscore hoops and you can get at me and josh at just joshua ryan thanks again for tuning in to your friends film podcast thanks for stopping in everyone be sure to turn in a couple of days for our view of justice league